Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched two things this week. We watched The Good Nurse on Netflix, and a major, major spoiler alert for that one. We also watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, the classic Francis Ford Coppola film. We actually got to go see it in a theater. Spoiler alert for that one, although I feel like the statute of limitations on spoilers for that has expired, but just a heads up, it would certainly be helpful to have seen it before listening to this. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of quick follow-up points. And without further ado, here's... We're watching what? So we watched The Good Nurse, which is the latest Netflix movie of the week, although we are technically one week out from it, with uh, Hollywood's favorite redheads, Eddie Redmayne and Jessica Chastain. What are your thoughts? I thought it was mostly boring. I was looking forward to it, so I was a little bummed about that, but felt like it would work. It would have worked better as like a documentary. Mm, okay. I didn't feel it was... Or maybe if it had focused a little more on some of the patients and we were mm. seeing, like getting emotionally attached to them... And then kind of learning that he's doing this as Jessica's learning it in a way that felt more developed, I guess. It just kind of felt like, here's the hot points, and then how do we get him? But then the getting him wasn't that interesting. I, I, thought, I thought the same. I thought it was pretty slow and boring. I mean, I think they're both excellent actors, obviously. And so I don't, you know, I think they did a good job. I think it should have been more, like, we either should should have known more about him so that we care about him and we don't want him to be a bad guy, mm-hmm. right? Or like Matt said, we should have just known more about the patient. The, I, you just, I wasn't emotionally involved, I guess, is my point. Is like, I was watching it. It was fine. It was okay. But I wasn't like sad for her or him or, you know, the patients. I mean, obviously I didn't want them to die or anything, but like I didn't particularly care one way or the other. Interesting. Okay, you two are much harsher on this one than I was. In part, I will fully acknowledge because I knew nothing about it. I had zero expectations. You know, I'm sad to say that we've talked about this repeatedly, but we have low standards for these movie of the week. So I'm not proud of this, but I also had to watch it in like spurts. So I watched the first 20 minutes and I was like, or maybe like 25 minutes. And I was like, I don't know what this is about. So I was just like, she's is going to be about her having you know heart issues is it going to be about whatever and then finally when I realized that oh this is a murder story I was like okay and then I had to stop it and then came back to it later so I was maybe more um invested in it as a byproduct of that which also possibly speaks to maybe it would have been better as a miniseries or some other you know more longer form format that gave us pacing in that sense yeah that's an interesting observation because I if you knew knowing nothing, I think I probably would have liked it better, mm. you know, but I, I knew, I knew about him Ah, okay. and, and he's, I didn't know everything about everything about it, but I, I know he's, he's thought of as the highest body count serial killer in America. Yeah, the most prolific. A century. Oh. Okay exactly. then. So, well, yeah. Yeah. So I knew, so I knew from the beginning that he was killing people. Mm, okay. <laughs> because I knew who he was. And so. I don't know. So yes, if you didn't know who he was, that's a good point that it would probably be a better movie. Yeah. Although yeah. now we have effectively spoiled it. So I hope you've seen right. it before. You know, we. <laughs> well, and, and I, I thought they did a decent job. I mean, this could partly be that Eddie, Eddie Redmayne is to me, seems like a pretty likable guy. I don't know, but, but they did a pretty decent job of, of painting him as someone that you would hope isn't. Mm-hmm. Doing this, not that you hope anyone is, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he, yeah, you like wouldn't he, suspect them. Yeah, yeah. they don't, he, they don't give off the like. 
And I think what I was missing, because again, yeah, they're both great actors and, and they did their jobs perfectly well, I think, with what the script was. But I think I was missing that, like, the I liked especially her performance when she was kind of interrogating him at the end there a mm-hmm. little bit. That was the best scene, I think. I yeah, but I was, but I was, I needed a little bit more. They became close so quickly mm. in the story, I guess, with the amount of time we had to sit with them, that I needed to feel her the weight of of the devastation from her more and, and she was giving it with with what the, it was more of a pacing thing than it was a jessica thing i think but mm-hmm. i wanted to feel the weight of that devastation and kind of really feel because this is they decided to make it her film which i think was cool mm-hmm. but it's it's more her story because that's who, who we should be celebrating here is the person who helped bring this guy to justice <laughs> right a little right. bit more rather than him which a lot of times these things just glorify the monster which you know it's not always great but yeah, I think I wanted to wait more. I wanted it to be a little more devastating. I just wanted to. Well, like I wanted, I wanted the scene. Yeah, I wanted to cry, and I wanted the scene where she comes home and finds him with her children after figuring out that he's definitely the killer mm-hmm. to be scarier or creepier or like, I guess for whatever reason. And this is silly because I know he's been murdering people at the hospital, but I didn't feel particularly like her kids were ever in danger or there was ever any like. Oh, see. I I was worried because I was like, oh, he made the food. And so what I would have wanted in that moment to like punctuate it is, is you know, her chucking out all the food he made or something, right? Like getting to see mm-hmm. that because I yeah. was stressed out. Like that that to me became the stakes where I was like, okay, this man has, you know, embroiled himself in this family's life. And the, other, the thing that wasn't clear to me and maybe, you know, it's some of it's just like a lack of information or they didn't want to do it. But I was like, are they – dating or is he just you know a staple in this family's life so quickly I wasn't sure what the scope of their relationship was and not that it necessarily well it did matter in some senses right because it's like you've allowed this person into your life so wholeheartedly well and if they had been dating I I would want that highlighted a little bit because yes, I, which is why I, I assume they the didn't. But I think it's just because they're both like really attractive actors, and you just yeah. assume that that's like a part of the story or something. It felt unclear to me too because it yeah. was just very. It, he was he became ingrained, and it felt so quickly to me, but it became ingrained in her life and with her children. Well, so it was quickly so quickly was just, because yeah. remember she only had four months that she had to be right, right. You know, and then by the end of it, she had three weeks left or something. So. Within four months, this guy was like, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. I know none of us can speak to this firsthand, but generally speaking, I I have found that people who have children, especially, you know, single parents are very, usually very protective about like Mm -hmm. who they bring around their kids. So I I think they could have done a better job of conveying like how warm or useful he was in that, in that capacity or showing how I mean, I think they tried to show how desperate she was for like help and and all these things, and he's this, you know, shining beacon of that. But I, you know, that that to me, everyone, I think everyone's agreeing in that it was just it felt fast and not conveyed in a, a understandable way for us. Yeah, I wanted it more developed, and like to your point earlier, maybe it would have been better as a serialized thing, uh, episodic, because it just it felt like I said before about maybe doing more about the patients or something. It, it could have been cool to watch as their relationship, platonic or otherwise, kind of developed as they're also dealing with patients and seeing maybe him getting to know patients a little bit and then get feel the weight of like when they're dying than for us to realize he's the one doing it. 
mm-hmm. it could have just yeah it could have just been fleshed out in a way that was so much deeper feeling i guess and, and that's i also just feel like her looking at the results you know she immediately sees oh well it's the insulin you know it just felt very like how he was doing it wasn't a revelation you know like it was just like ah. but that's kind of what's wild about it right Is that yeah doing that for yeah that, maybe because it's just so obvious and getting whatever, away with yeah. it well the the other thing that I think was semi-challenging for me is that at some point they're like, blah, 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 like it's early 2000s. And while there is no, there's nothing like super modern in it visually or whatever it is, I, you know, the look of the thing felt very 2022. And so mm-hmm. I didn't quite realize it was a period piece. In, yeah. Period is in quotes, you know, but like. Well, yeah. But yeah, but, but it, that, that it did not take place in like the current modern day. And so. Yeah. And and this partially this is partially because like hospital systems are so antiquated that I was like, of course they have to punch this into the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's, but yeah, so I think that part of it also for me just with the mystery part, I was just like, okay, okay all right, like I feel like there should be better tracking mechanisms here, but sure. Yeah. Well, and I think it it may have suffered a little bit from trying to be almost too accurate. Mm-hmm. If you will, like not not saying I want a bunch. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It, it didn't want to hyperbolize. Yeah, and it, or dramatize even. Yeah, and and I and I I understand that he never ever gave a clear or hasn't still given a clear reason for why he did this or was mm-hmm. doing it. But I think if it you could have written this in a way to really kind of give an inference a little bit that like I have a theory anyway about like I know they kind of said like oh is it because it reminds you of your wife or something. But or your ex-wife, yeah, but, or your mom, or like find, but, yeah. find some like Freudian, you know. But I wanted to feel like I got to know him in a way where I was like, oh, I bet he was doing it because of this, like you know, and, you and know, I get, you know, they want to not. Yeah, but I think there's a there's a because I agree in that I I don't know if you saw this about Dahmer, but um, the Jeffrey Dahmer's dad was pissed off because he's like, I didn't do a lot of those things, like I don't think he. Mm. It was about like the the taxidermy or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he was being defensive about his role in it, which is understandable when you're the dad of the serial, you know, um, but if you don't want to give us, uh, you know, a reason and you don't want to, uh, put a hypothesis out there and show us more murders. I, I know yeah. that sounds super dark, but, but like, make show it us, well, show us like, or like, or even have it. like the ex-wife yeah. show up and like warn her or like, you know what I mean? Like something or yeah, just show him like getting away with it. You know, I can just imagine like a a, mo- a super quick cut montage of him like swiping things or entering whatever, and you see him in just like different colored scrubs at different hospitals, like hanging IV drips to get a sense of the scope of like yeah. what the impact of what he has done. Right, because because Eddie's performance could inform enough to give you theories about why he's doing it. If he if you do that, or that he's just a show a psychopath, right? Where it's just like this is a compulsion of his, you know. And that's and that's fair too. And it's like, you know, and because yeah, it just it but it feels like it didn't really want to push any sort of boundaries Mm -hmm. there. And again, I don't know. I know of the guy, but I and I know of the story a little bit, but I don't know the whole thing. Cause again, the fact that you weren't even aware necessarily, Dana, and I think I saw Eddie talking about the fact that he had no idea who the guy was. He read the script and he was like, "How is this? Like, how have I never heard of this?" It's because it's not flashy, you know. It's well, not. Yeah, it's that not was like, the scariest oh, part to me of this. Like, oh my god! <laughs> it's not like oh, I'm dissolving bodies in acid and I'm eating people and I'm this and that, whatever. It's like it's it's literally like you know he's doing this. There doesn't appear to be a motive that we know of, and it's in a way that is very inconspicuous. So yeah, it's kind of like oh, okay. 
So it's not, it doesn't. Where he literally like poisons them and it takes like, it could take up to a day. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, and so it's like, wow. A part of me is like, maybe this is part of like, you know, a reason that people don't know about this or, you know, it's not as circulated widely is because there's, then you have to balance the idea that like the next time you go into the hospital, you know, you're mm-hmm. going somewhere to hopefully have something that improves your health and saves you. And so like people don't, are just like, they're like, I cannot spread this abject terror. Therefore, we're just like not going to dwell on this. And I think that's, you know, the film, it's a very last blur, but saying, you know, no lawsuits have ever been filed against the hospitals is like, yeah, this is like a people want to forget it scenario. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's, I think that's right. Because as bad as this sounds for people that are fascinated by serial killer stuff, I am one of them. There's this, there's this element of like entertainment that comes with it, which is terrible because it's like lives are, you know, being well, taken it's here. It's the ability to like be like, this won't happen to me. You know? Yeah, but there's that, it feels so kind of fantastical and like, oh, that's like such a one-off thing. But to be like, oh, over 400 people are likely died from this guy. And it's like at hospitals where you are your most vulnerable mm-hmm. or at least almost, if not, you know, your most. Well, in the ICU, you are the most yeah, vulnerable, yeah, right? Absolutely. Your, like, yeah, absolutely. Only in the, the ICU, if, Mm-hmm. If you are dying actively, kind of, yeah, you know, and at least in the hands of the precipice of dying actively, right? So it's yeah. like, no. you know, and and the fact, you know, like the one line in the thing where she's like, "Yeah, we used to get two or three codes a night." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, and then so it that, went down. That was where I, you know, I was like, Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is where you see, like, that's where you see that idea. Because mm-hmm. I actually thought that scene was great because the like unsaid things in it. Um, and then later we see, you know, if you see the like codes a night, different hospitals, whatever, I think it just would have driven it home a little bit better. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're going into hospitals. Your base assumption is that everyone there hopes to help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let alone, it's, it's dark. Did either yeah. of you see the movie Dark Waters? It came mm-hmm. out in 2019. Yep. It, it was it was about, you know, it's also based on a true story. And it was about like how Teflon is poisoning us all, right? And I remember seeing that and being like, cool, I guess I sort set sort of, you know, not in all scenarios, but like generally have control about not using Teflon cookware. Right. And so, yeah. but when I watch something like the good nurse, I'm like, I don't have control over who my nurses are. And I think that goes back to the, like, why this isn't as, and not that dark water's like, I mean, it changed some things, but not, as, you know, but it is why sometimes I feel like the flashiness of stories like this or the lack of flashiness for stories mm-hmm. like this does you know, not yeah. elevate them. For lack of a better term, there's no, it's not a fun story. And again, none of them should be fun, but you know what I mean? Right, it's yeah. Not a, it's not a, like, oh, ooh, got juicy. And it's like, again, not only and, do you well, not have control. It's almost too in your face, right? Like, well, right. Water, and it's not, all, not like, only, not only do you not have control over who your nurses are, you also don't have a lot of control over when you're going to be in the ICU next. Sure don't, <laughs> so yeah. Like, you know, like, it could happen anytime, and it's just so that it, it ends up being, not a good fear to be creating for people. Right, they right. Don't have I guess you know what it's not I mean. a happy time. No, no, yeah, it is. But I, I will say, I, I don't like strongly recommend it. But it is one of the ones that the, the uh, one of the better ones I feel like I have seen. And again, not knowing anything about the story going in. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I did recommend. I, I told my mom that she should watch it and stuff because I mean, anyone I know who like is interested in this kind of true crime stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, check it out. Because again, it's not a bad film by any stretch. I just like no. wanted more from it. That's fair. Yeah. And, and yeah, having no slow. expectations, I was like, this met my lack of expectations. Fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah. The only expectation, having the only expectation that it's a Netflix of the week film. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I see is lower than, lower than no. Not, not just that. I was like, these are two Oscar winners, but it's coming out 
in the end of October, which is like very early into the awards window, mm-hmm. you know, says some things about it. Yeah, well, and it has a limited theatrical, you know, so for, right. for that reason. So. Well, all of the all of their, you know, almost all the like live action ones coming out now are having. Well, even yeah. even them, you know, uh, some of the animated ones they're going for are getting yeah. that. So I was like, okay, we're in the season. Like, yeah. is see how it goes. Season. <laughs> all right. Well, the other film that we watched this week was Dracula. I was gonna. I feel like I said it better earlier. Bram Stoker. Uh, Bram Stoker. Yes. Bram Stoker. Stoke. Jesus Christ. It's my turn to not know how to say. She's Bram pulling at Jackie. I know. I know. Bram Stoker's Dracula via Francis Ford Coppola uh, in a theater. Well, I saw a bit of it in the theater and then peaced out because I was not well, but. Then I then actually just finished it the next day because I was like, oh, I want to rewatch this. How does it hold up for everyone? Brilliant oh, for me. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's obviously got some cheese factor to it. And I think, you know, and it was very fun watching it with the audience and having everyone sort of laugh at the same things. And the costume design is incredible. And, and um, I love all that. So, yeah, I've always liked it. I pieced out before that I had forgotten how horny of a film that was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And also just what a delight to see Keanu and Winona Ryder. Like young, yeah. young though, you know. And but what a so terrible actor Keanu is. Like I want to know. Not Like don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Keanu. But I want to know what was running through Francis Ford Coppola's mind when he was like, this guy. This guy will know how to say. What's the country that he says? So? Oh, um. It's talking about Transylvania, or what is he? Or no, the other thing. I forgot the line you're referring to. I can't he's, he's literally saying geography. Oh. He's saying the name of a country. Budapest. Oh. But he can't yeah. say it. I, I probably said it wrong, but either way, he, you know, he was like, it's, it's just so pronounced. And I was like, there was clearly a dialect coach, and he just never got it right, and they gave up. But but when was Francis Ford like, this guy, this is definitely the guy for that. I mean, he ended up being right. He is, you know, an absolute movie star. But the hilarity of it was just something i had forgotten about yeah no it's um but yeah the, the costumes and the makeup and all that stuff i really love yeah see i i don't know i argue i think every piece of it holds up very well i think that coppola is you know keep in mind this is the 90s this is not that old in the grand scheme of things like, sure and coppola had already made so many amazing films but the godfather being such a thing where it's like okay the godfather feels ahead of its time if you even go back and watch it, it's just like when it came out, it's like, okay, it's leaps and bounds ahead of most things that were coming out at the time. This was made to be campy. Like it was intentional to be this way. And the effects, I mean, you, this came out the year before Jurassic Park. Like this looked, you know, this looks the way it looks and was filmed the way it was filmed. And I'm not saying that that he was like, oh, I want Keanu. I want you to be terrible. But he knew who he was hiring. And Winona okay. has not ever been like the most amazing actress of all time either. And I think she delivers in this a lot more than Keanu does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But he knew that he was hiring because, you know, when you're trying to pay homage to like those like classic 30s and like, you know, the, the classic horror, it's like the performances are stiff and over the top and like whatever. And I feel like I feel like a lot of it's intentional, you know, at least in like in the, yeah. the look of it all. But Keanu is the, the accent. I'm not saying he was like, hey, have a terrible accent. But right. <laughs> I don't know that he was that. I just think like like there are different levels of camp happening, and sometimes it feels yeah. like there's so like like Anthony Hopkins' performance, right, is so yeah. different that because it's like a very committed camp, or like Richard E. Grant, right, or Tom, like Tom Waits, like what you know, and then there's like Keanu, you know. 
Yeah, no, I... Gary Oldman was... is kind of Gore the God Butcher in his own film here. If you talk about I, that. Gary just, Oldman is own. just like uh, doing whatever he wants. It's a revelation. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm here for every piece of it. I have to I have to say wigs like his his wig Keanu's wig. I was just like I agree that the costuming is like you know it's its own style and it's well done, but <laughs> the hair and makeup as per usual is well. I don't know if you know this, Dana, but the um, costume designer is an Asian man, and he was the first Asian man to win the Oscar. I did not know that, but what a delightful fact. Mm-hmm. Additional fun facts I just looked up. Do we all know what the follow-up, Francis Ford Coppola's directorial follow-up to Dracula was? Oh my god, I can't think of the name. I do oh. know. Uh, just say it. I can't think of the it's name. It's Jack, starring Robin Williams. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. I know he directed that, but I didn't think that was. I one. didn't realize he directed that. It's the one yeah. in which Robin Williams is like a forty-year-old man. Yeah, who, yeah. He like ages. He he reverse Benjamin Button. Or I guess I mean he just ages and quickly. So I I don't know why that's reverse Benjamin Buttoning. But, you know. <laughs> well, I I got what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, "What? <laughs> wow!" Also starring on Jennifer Lopez. Huh. And Bill Cosby. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it was fun and it was weird and. For me, it is not my definitive Dracula, but like, you know, I respect what it is. What's Uh, your definitive Dracula? I'm not proud of what I'm about to say. For me, I think the first version of Dracula I saw, not counting the Bela Lugosi one because I saw that in bits and pieces, was Dracula 2000 starring Gerard Butler. I was going to say, don't tell me it's Dracula 2000. It's Dracula 2000. It's not, I'm not saying it's a good definitive Dracula, but like for what, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know what? It's actually probably that and like split with interview with a vampire. Vampires. Mm -hmm. But that's not. Well, vampire film. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But if you were talking Dracula, I did really like the 2020 miniseries. Yeah. I liked that all right. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, the first official Dracula that wasn't the Bela Lugosi one I saw was Dracula 2000. That makes sense for our age group. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah. Like, I saw this in theaters when it came out. I, sh- I mean, I was a tiny child, so I shouldn't have. But I Yeah, did. I was like, oi, that's. <laughs> you know? I saw it on, like, HBO when I was a little bit older, I think. That feels. Was... Yeah. That feels, that feels that... right for how one discovers this version of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and I, I think. I was a little vampire freak when I was a kid, though. So, you know, as you could probably sure. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. seeking these things out. I think my definitive, like, vampire movie, though, probably Underworld. I really love the Underworld movies, or at least a lot of them. Well, yeah, I think, as we said, vampire movie, different than Dracula movie. Yeah, if we're we're choosing, like, definitive Dracula, it's it's hard for me because you look at, I mean, I this is probably the one that I... I watch the most often and am most excited to watch because I just love it that much. But I remember I am this was my number two choice for when we chose um, movies about love in February. Was it? I don't remember <laughs> that being. I remember I was like, I was thinking that or Dracula. And then I remember you were like, is that a love story though? I was like, Francis Ford Coppola's is. And that's what I love about this one. That he makes it a love story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would, you know, yeah. gives that background and I love that about it, but it's hard to deny you know, Bela Lugosi, because it's the thing where everything we know about Dracula and like it, iterations of vampires essentially is is from kind of there from him. And like yeah. his, well, on, his, on like, screen, yes, absolutely on, on screen. But that's what I mean, yeah. like the look of him, because he was playing it on stage before, of course, too. But like the look of him and how he, you know, how he looks, and then also like his voice with his accent, right? Which is pretty natural to Bella, you know. <laughs> but but right. that became 
the way Dracula talks. You know what I yeah. mean? And even Gary Oldman is inferring from, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love like horror of Dracula with like Christopher Lee and like, you know, like Peter Cushing and like that kind of stuff like that. I just, there's a lot of, of really just wonderful, cheesy Dracula movies that are wonderful. But yeah, it had to be this or, or Bella for me. That's fair. That's, those are, those are decent choices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stand by Dracula 2000. Yeah. We're talking vampire movies. I'm going Nosferatu. No, no, no. We're not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think obviously the answer is Twilight when it comes to vampire movies. Yeah, going Twilight. I'm going. (laughs) I still, to this day, still haven't seen it. Holding out. I think you're okay. Live your truth. Yeah. 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 I I think my life is doing just fine (laughs) without. Oh, wouldn't it be horrible if we were like Day Shift is our favorite vampire movie? Day Shift. I was like, yeah, actually, it was this year. 100% it was definitely. (laughs) 100p. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I am going to argue that my, not argue, but I'm going to change my answer. My favorite vampire movie is What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that tracks. Which tracks for me. Yes, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No shade. It's just that tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but lots of What We Do in the Shadows uh, uh, representation at our screening of Dracula 2000. Yeah, there was. And there was. And I will say, I've been, um, I know we haven't talked about it on this show, but I've been pretty down about the, the interview of the vampire show that's come out. Um, it's not my, I mean, I only watched one episode, but I didn't love it. Uh-huh. And I, but I will say it has awoken a beast inside of people who are like celebrating that film, which is one of my favorite films of all time. See, and I heard it got better. I saw better. tons of them. I don't know. I just don't like what they did to like the plot, but or like like the plot divide, like everything surrounds the setting and all that. I like, so I was like, I don't need this. But I liked the first four a lot, quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. But then they don't do right by Claudia, in my opinion, and so then it just kind of took a dive for me. All right. I've not watched it. For me, like none of them were done accurately. So I was like from the start and I was like, I don't why do we need this? But I that was all to say I was I haven't I don't I can't speak to how it is now, but I didn't like the first episode, but it seems like this year I saw not just at the screening, but I saw many people dress as Lestat, like like Tom Cruise Lestat, and many people dress as Claudia, like Kirsten Dunst Claudia. At our screening of Dracula, there was the most amazing Claudia I'd personally seen with she Lestat and everything. She amazing. And but but you know I I've been seeing it and I was like oh and even you know we went to, we did like the Oogie Boogie Bash at Disney and they, there were some interviews with vampire people there and I was like ooh and people were doing the classic one or like you know not classic but the original film yeah and I was like oh I love this because <laughs> you don't ever see that many yeah I, it was funny because I was talking to Steph a little bit about it and I was like oh my favorite vampire stories are books actually oh sure movies that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I think we're I just we're, read a lot more vampire books than I have seen. Yeah, we're probably limiting this to, you know, screen since that's ten, typically we're what we're watching what. But but yeah, yeah, no, I think there's a whole different like genre of of, you know, fiction that we have not talked about. And then fact, obviously. <laughs> well, to be fun or, or to be fun, to be fair, I did write a term paper in college about real vampire life vampires. Bats? Are they bad? But like real life ones, the people that like, you know, like believe the, there. Oh. Like there's, they, yeah, there's like Actually, I watched a documentary episode about culture. that and I couldn't uh, I couldn't do it because they. Yeah. It's yeah, it's no. creepy. And historical vampires, of course, with Vlad the Impaler and like Elizabeth Bathory and stuff. But like there's it's it's pretty cool. There's a history. It's a creepy history. Well, this comes from the person who knew exactly who the murderer from the good nurse was. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I live this I life. Do. I walk this walk. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. But all right. Well, this is a good segue into we're watching what? Did we watch other things this week? I know it was. A I mean, week. I could fill an entire episode on all the things I've watched in the last week, and I won't do that. Oh, my Halloween rewatches. And oh, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I watched everything under the sun. But newer things, I'm watch. I watched. I started. I am a stalker on Netflix, which was again, it good in keeping with is, the. 
I'm enjoying it. It's my personal hell because I, when it comes to horror, I, Jackie, I think you know this, and Danny, you may know this too, but I, I, you know, throw anything at me, I'll go live in a haunted house. The thing that scares me is like a stalker. Or like a, I think a we talked about this a little bit like last week as well. Yeah, the watcher and the yeah, like opening. You're really like, just trying to opening my blinds or like waking up and having someone standing in my doorway or something like that's by hell. Like yeah. I will live with a poltergeist. <laughs> Honestly, I, though, like, you know, it's so funny, and I wonder if this. Did you see the like made-for-TV movie about Polly Class when you mm-hmm. were a kid? Yeah, and there's this whole scene where he's standing outside her bedroom window watching mm-hmm. her sleep, and it ruined me for life. Like I. I Honestly, I, freaked me out forever. I might literally change our subject because I'm stressing out with zero yeah, no, context about for, any of these things. I'm I won't go too far into it, but yeah, yeah, I just that's my brand of horror that like ruins my life. And so okay. anyway, I like the show, but it, it is creepy for me. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's why The Watcher, we talked about last week, but things about it were a little creepier to me than I think are probably to some people because if sure. you don't have a complex about it, then you're whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah, that and then I started White Lotus season two. Ah, uh, yes, same, same. Oh yeah, I um. I watch. I finally watched the Midnight Club. Um, oh, my playing one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cute. You know, it had its thing. I. It turns out I have read that book. I didn't know. I didn't remember because I did read a bunch of Christopher Pike when I was a kid. So, yeah. I mean, I I knew what was going to happen, but you know, it was it was cute. Um, what else did I watch? I did not like that one. I was sad. Oh, <laughs> UK Ghosts. I really like the US version. I still think I think I like the U.S. version better than I like the U.K. version. Oh, 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 the the TV show Ghosts. Again, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> All right. I watched Decision to Leave from Park Chan-wook, which was very good. It had been possibly overhyped, but I still thought it was very good. It's technically also crime, murder, etc. So, you know, I started watching White Lotus, uh, still watching Bachelor in Paradise, <laughs> I think that's it. And then a bunch of things that are like coming out later this week that we'll be forced to talk about. Nice. All right. Well, it's a short episode this week. It's busy. We were, we were Halloween ending. So, uh, yes. Thank you both. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of quick follow-up points. So as for serial killers and speculation, just a quick follow-up on Dahmer, actually, that Lionel Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer's father, was reportedly said to be considering suing Netflix because it glamorized and provides attention to details that aren't proven facts about the case and his son, et cetera, et cetera, and that he's been suffering from the blowback and all these things. So that is possibly why the good nurse didn't want to speculate too much or overly dramatize the events that it is following. And then as for Bram Stoker's Dracula, so the costumer for that is actually a woman. Her name is Aiko Ishioka. She's not the first Asian or Asian American person to be nominated for an Oscar. It's actually a little bit unclear as to who is. I think right now the front runner is James Wong Howe, who was a cinematographer. He was first nominated in 1936 and he won in 1995 for the Rose Tattoo. He's also the first Asian or slash Asian American to win multiple Academy Awards and I think to date the most Oscar nominated Asian slash Asian American. You've also got folks like Yul Brenner, who won Best Actor in 1956, Akira Kurosawa won in 1951 for International Feature, and then some of this depends on how you want to cut Asian as an identity, but you know, Vivian Lee won for Gone with the Wind and Streetcar Named Desire, she's part Armenian. 
And then you've got Miyoshi Umeki, who won Flat Out Choice in 1957. So unfortunately, we were very wrong about that fact. That is not to diminish the achievements of Eiko Ishioka. But, you know, we just want to be very clear about that, that there have been uh, other folks. It, it is hard to tell in the costumer category who is first. So it's still possible that she was the first nominated there, but it's not broken down by uh, a cultural or, uh, you know, racial descent there. So that has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.